To kick us off, we have the first person who's going to come up and preach. We call her the CEO of Life Changes Youth. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, if I can call Madison to come up. Let's go. Before, before I give the mic, guys, this is someone you can trust, not because of her qualifications or just her, her, like her style and everything like that. I want, this is someone you can trust by the way she serves the young people, the way she opens up her home and her heart to serve in this local community. So I want to encourage you, open your notebooks, get your amens ready. Madison, are you ready? Let's go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you guys doing? Everyone good? I just want to let you know, Marielle copied my style, so that's just getting that out of the way. <laughs> no, let's get started. So today, I want to speak to you guys. Basically, Gabe preached a couple of weeks ago on the church not just being a building. And the thing I want to focus on today is the church as an army. Can we all say army? army. Come on, no, army, like get with it, guys. Army, like be a bit vicious. There we go. So I've been thinking about the Battle of Jericho right? And that is a, a battle that happened in Joshua chapter 6 in the Old Testament. And basically what happened was the Israelites were brought out of um, slavery, out of Egypt, and they were on their way to the promised land. And then there was a big problem in front of them. And that problem was the city of Jericho, right? There were super high walls and nobody knew what to do. They're like, well, we can't go through. We're just the Israelites. Like, that's not going to work out, right? And one night, their leader was Joshua. And the commander of the army of the Lord appeared in front of Joshua and said, I've got a plan. Don't you worry. And this is what he told the Israelites to do. And Joshua, he said, you're going to march around the whole city. Like, I wouldn't have been with it. That's too much walking. But he said, march around the whole city one time for six days. Every day, once a day. Get your steps in. And then on the seventh day, you're going to march seven times around the city. And at the end of the seventh time, on the seventh day, the priests, who all were supposed to have trumpets, were going to let out a loud blow of the trumpets, and the whole Israelites were supposed to scream, right? That sounds a great way to bring a city down, but it worked. They all let out a scream, and the walls came crashing down. The Bible said it fell flat, flat, right? And after that, what happened was the Israelites took over the city, and they were able to move on and continue on their journey to the promised land, Right? Now, I don't know about you, but imagine you could just scream at your problems and they would just fall. <laughs> I don't know how you guys would feel about that, but that's a great idea. But no, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that, right? So over the past couple of weeks, I've been having this thought about praise. And what does it actually mean to praise our God, right? And I think um, today, what I'm going to talk about is praising God before the victory, before the victory, not afterwards, before. And I don't know about you guys, but that's not really how it works, right? We don't usually praise people or celebrate events before they happen, right? Imagine you had a graduation party before you even like wrote your exams. Guys, please don't do that. That could lead to failed expectations, but it's all right. Imagine before Michael and Mark preached on a Sunday, like as you walk in the door, you tell them, oh, your preach was amazing. Like the Lord spoke to me before they even said a word. That doesn't work, right? I don't think there's one army in this world that has a huge celebration party before they are absolutely sure that they broke down the enemy, right? And I think the reason that we do that is because in this world, talk is cheap, right? People can say what they want to say. They can say, I beat you. They can say, I'm better than you. But in this world, we want to make sure, right? But actually, our God is completely different, 
the God that brought the, world, the walls of Jericho down is completely different. He's countercultural. He doesn't conform, conform to this world. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to us, right? I believe that the story of Jericho is the perfect example to the army of the church on how we should praise God before we see our victory, right? We don't have to wait. We don't have to see. We don't have to sit there and make sure that God's going to bring the victory. Why? Because the Bible tells us he's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He is faithful. He is good. He is true. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The same God that brought those walls down is sitting here with you, and he wants to fight your battles with you. You don't have to wait, guys. You don't have to wait. Imagine, imagine you in a boxing match. Michael said last week he liked like WWE or something, right? Imagine you're in a boxing match and you're like hyped. You're like, guys, I'm going to win this. Don't you worry, I got this. You're like ready. You're about to get in there. I don't know like what boxers do, but yeah. And then you hear like people chit-chatting and then they start talking about your opponent. And they start saying things like, you know that guy, that opponent? He like made the moon and the stars, he parted the Red Sea. He rose from the dead. Imagine you hear him, them say that he's the Lion of Judah. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I don't know about you, but all of a sudden my ankle broke and I'm running. <laughs> I don't know. Food poisoning, whatever. I'm gone. Like, that's not going to work for me, right? I don't know about you guys, but when we praise and declare who God is, that is when the enemy runs. I believe when you praise and declare who God is over your battles, the enemy is going to run away. Jerry um, spoke about it, um, Psalm 150. Yeah, that's the last psalm of the Bible. And there's also an elevation worship song called Praise, which is like my favorite song. Anyways, <laughs> but it says our praise is a weapon. It's more than a sound. Guys, we need to have a mindset that we're not just making noise. You're not just singing a song. Youth, you're not just running up and down here, like having a vibe. You are actually using your praise as a weapon over your enemies. You need to declare that. You need to have that mindset. It's not just noise. And you guys, maybe there's some people here that saw all of that and was like, these people are crazy, which they are, but they are using their praise as a weapon, right? We need to declare God's sovereignty and his goodness over your financial struggles, over your marriages, over your exams, over your teachers that are not with you, that are not helping you, right? When we do those, all those walls that seem to be too big for you, they're going to come crumbling down. They're going to come crumbling down. Psalm 149, verse 1 to 4, um, the message version, it says this. Let's dance, sing, go crazy, no, wait, that's not what it says. I was like, that's my words. No. <laughs> okay, it says this. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah? Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. Let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name in dance. It's a dance. Strike up the band and make great music. Yes. And why? Because God delights in his people, adorns plain folk with salvation garlands. Can I encourage you today, let's not be a church that just praises between 5 and 6.30 on a Sunday. Let's be a church that dances, that sings, that go crazy because our God has the victory already. We need to praise him before we see that victory. Let's sit in the traffic, people. 
when you're going to work that you really don't enjoy. And let's put on praise music and praise God over that work stuff. Let's be in our kitchens cooking, singing songs and dancing because our friends are going through things that are not great at the moment. Right? We as the army, the church's army, need to be unashamed to shout the praises of our kings just like the Israelites. And I actually forgot there was a timer. It's all right. <laughs> Can I just freak a little longer, please? Just like a little bit. Um, okay, this is the end. I want to challenge us as a church to praise before the victory, right? Let's call out who God is. Let's call out his faithfulness, declare his goodness over your, over your battles. Because as you do this, you're reminding yourself who's fighting with you, and you're reminding the devil who's going to run away, and you're going to win those victories. Thank you.